What's going on? I hope that beverage is cold. You're sitting back relaxing because episode 39 of Pub Sports Talk is being dropped. Now, we've got a jam-packed episode for you. Australian Open, roundup, finished off. Fitz has us covered on that. Plus, you know we're talking NFL free agency. Where's JJ? What? Headed to Deshaun Watson. Where's he going? Russ on the move from Seattle. We've got all that breakdown for you. Our predictions, where they're headed to. Plus, our dream scenarios for our favorite NFL teams. Who are we signing? Who are we drafting? Who's returning? Who's being cut? We've got you covered. Plus, you know we got NBA power rankings, and you know we got some NHL hockey talk power rankings for you as well. You don't want to miss it. Also, spoiler for the fun question, our dream band lineup, solid bands, even better band names. That's all I'm saying. Before we dive into this episode, I want to give a quick shout out to our little homies over at Fortiscore Sports. They brought in their first special guest. She is from the number two ranked women's NC State Wolfpack. Alisa Kunan, she is in their building. I just started it, and it is a fire interview. You guys don't want to miss it. Great episode. Shout out to you guys. Keep doing your thing. So go check them out after this episode. Grab a cold one. Sit them back and relax. Boys, let's kick off episode 39 with a bang. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 39 of Pub Sports Talk. I'm one of your co-hosts, Devin Slate the Great. With me today is the whole squad. We got DJ Slimmy Timmy Lemmy. Parker, Hacky Sack, Clap Back, and Sports News 24-7 Evan. Listen, we'd be doing the sports world an injustice if we did not start this pod off with the huge news that came out today about El Tigre, Tiger Woods. Um, You know, obviously our condolences to him and, you know, everything that's going on with him. Uh, I think we heard that the injuries were non-life-threatening, but still, you know, having to go through a pretty severe car crash and obviously in some surgery right now. So, you know, wish him nothing but the best. But let's get started. What's what's the thoughts? What's the initial reactions to, to Tiger? I think he's dead. Oh, God. <laughs> Not literally, but just career-wise. I mean, back, knee issues, now he's got – uh, you know, reports are differing. Two compound fractures, you know, on both his legs or whatever it might be. I think it's time to hang him up. I think he's got some things to work out in his life. We don't know the cause of the accidents, but at 7 a.m., it's not a good sign for your brother, but I don't know. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully it was just speeding, maybe a car merged into him, whatever it might be. But Yeah, I mean, per, he definitely has been looking uh, rough. Per Fox News, Tiger Woods was on his way to meet NFL quarterbacks Drew Brees and Justin Herbert for a playing lesson. And he was running late and was speeding. So are they trying to put the blame on Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints down there? Yeah, I don't know why game? they threw I don't know why they threw in two quarterbacks for that. I mean, is that important to the story? I I guess I guess so. Yeah, it's I mean that's just like I think that's just news reporter like, oh my God, he was gonna go meet two NFL quarterbacks. I should put that in my story and it's gonna hit headlines. I mean I'd put it in mine. Yeah. <laughs> like are Justin and Drew just like on the chipping green going like, oh, I guess Tiger is late. Like, where is he? And like Do we get catfished again, Drew? <laughs> Probably shouldn't juggle that situation, but uh, I see, hey, I don't know, I don't know where to I don't know where to go with this. <laughs> it's been reported non life threatening, but at the same time, yeah, it reporters have definitely been wrong before, so who knows? He may be already getting uh his body checked over. He may be dead. Like Parker said. I think he's doing this 
to give this himself a-, a little edge, you know? Like, <laughs> like he's coming back. I know Parker's like, oh, he's dead. He's not dead. This is this is what Tiger thrives on. You literally break his bones, and then he's going to come back stronger, tougher. He's going to pay the iron price for the next championship. If anybody was going to do something like that, it would be Tiger. I mean, like, my swing is in shambles. I'm going to break both my legs and figure this out. So is Tiger Woods really Bruce Wayne? He must be broken to be rebuilt. Yeah, you can think that. Yeah. If Tiger Woods is Bruce Wayne, then who is who broke the bat? Who's Bane? DeChambeau. Is that big he's got? <laughs> no, obviously. <laughs> it's obviously <laughs> DeChambeau. Oh, my gosh. The Penguins, John Daly. (laughs) If Tiger wins the Masters, where does this put him? I mean, this is all, like, there's so much unknown right now. But is the Masters still on the normal time? Yeah. He he won't be able to play. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he'll be out there in a wheelchair, pretty much like John Daly. (laughs) I mean, John Daly gets a cart. So as long as Tiger can swing a club and stand up, then he can play. Will he be able to stand, though? That's it depends on where the fractures are. Like you hear a compound fracture, but if we're talking like a fibula, yeah, yeah. we're talking tib fib L seven. We're talking femur. You Parker, do you have an L seven? An L seven weenie. <laughs> I, I'm putting money on him right now. He's winning it. He's playing. He's winning it. I mean, you put five dollars now. That's got to be like million to one odds. Come out with five million. Obviously, we pray it's not life threatening because you know we thought Alex Smith wasn't life threatening, and all of a sudden it turned took a turn for the worse. All those infections and stuff. So you just never know. And, and that car—I don't know if you guys saw the car or not when it rolled. That thing is just done, rough shape. It's nuts. You know they did that Tiger documentary on HBO, and I feel like they did it way too early. It's like his career's still going. Like you just now, there's going to be a part two now. <laughs> Or a part three. I guess there were already, there was a two part documentary series. They're going to have to add a, a part three in like five years. Well, everybody wants the next last dance, but you have to wait. Yeah. They did last dance 30 years after. Yeah. Jordan Everybody's Tiger. trying to hop on that bandwagon. They want to get paid. Or 20 years. It's crazy. What are we having the last dance for uh, club sports? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like this needs to, we already need to be on the roll with this. So, like, in 20 years, we can just, bam. The the one episode lost in the sauce, we'll, we'll somehow find that. We'll come back. Say, who's going to be our Jerry Krause? <laughs> yeah, who's going to break us up? God willing, it's Mendez. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk some positive news here. Maybe positive. Let's move in the NFL a little bit. Russell Wilson apparently has one-third of NFL teams calling about him. Saying, hey, what does it take to get Russell there? It's going to take three first-round picks. Now, I'm not sure if that's players or just straight-up picks. Where do we see Russell going, if anywhere? Why is he unhappy in Seattle? He I guess that came as a surprise. He hasn't said he's unhappy. It's his team. Russell Wilson, the three-team, is saying they're not happy. Hell, it could be the chef, Instagram account manager, whoever, but someone's not happy with the Seahawks. I think they'll work it out. I don't think it's... When you look at like dynamic quarterbacks like Deshaun and Russell, it's two completely different scenarios. Like Houston is a whatever insert whatever word you want to put. They're a wreck. But like I think the Seahawks will 
I think they're better managed, and I think they'll figure out a way. Because I don't see a team giving up three first-rounders for one dude. I really don't. I mean, you guys. But Russell is one of those. If he goes to any team, you go, oh, that team just got a lot better. But if you're in the position of, like, giving away three picks, three first-rounders in the next, whatever, three drafts or whatever, are you willing to, like, go all out for a quarterback like that? Or, I mean, you're really, like... (laughs) I mean, I mean you're really no, selling out. He has no serious injuries that we know of, so he's pretty healthy. He can do it all. A little short, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I didn't think the Rams were going to give up so much for Stafford. But I feel like, I feel like the Rams with their defense are a legitimate like win now. I just don't see another team with that capital, especially after Indy just pulled off with Wentz. I don't see another team that's that's a win now that has that capital that could do it because his price tag is just way too high but i'm just a schmuck i don't know no i think that's a fair point i really do it's kind of like all the teams have already gotten their guys i mean you could maybe you could do like a i don't know maybe like a miami if they would if they were willing to like trade Tua in a package maybe they could because they have a lot of assets still but i just just don't see it anywhere really at the i mean the browns he goes. The Browns are a contender. They're going to contend right away. Yeah. The, th- the thing is, all those teams they have they have their guys. They've got young, promising stars. Yeah, but uh, you're like, going to sit yeah, there and be like, "Oh, I got Baker, or I got Russ." I mean, I think Baker is the franchise. I think what, he's their guy. What about the Steelers? Now that's. I don't know if they have idea. like cap, but uh, I'm pretty Steelers sure I are, saw something where they still want a Big Ben, so they can have that old fart. But the Pouncy Twins did retire, and he said he was going to retire with the center. I don't. That's a whole mess up there. I don't know, man. That's a downward spiral. Maybe Minnesota, just because Kirk Cousins is not the answer. But they're not a quarterback away. Like they have. Well, I don't know. Make a case. They've got some pieces. Yeah, but we also said, you know, I think anybody who had a brain was like Tampa. They're not even going to be close to winning the Super Bowl. All of a sudden, they add Tom Brady now. It's like, oh, never mind. Game changer. I'm not saying Russ is Tom Brady, but he steps into any team. I think it makes you go, well, something's going on here. But it's all, you know, it's all what it said. Deshaun Watson, the other big name, uh, he's narrowed it down to three teams. The Texans still not taking any phone calls for Deshaun, but he wants to go to Carolina, New York, Miami. That's his list of three. Him and Carolina would be dangerous. The thing is, how how long did Teddy Bridgewater sign? I think he had a two-year, right? Two-year contract. I think a year with a year extension that can oh, be yeah. tagged on, I think. But I, I don't think they're sold on Teddy, obviously. Um, apparently, Teddy unfollowed them on Instagram. Uh-oh. Now, Teddy's profile picture on Twitter, still him in a Panthers uniform. But it looks like all indications he might be out. Teddy Bridgewater might be dead in Carolina. Deshaun over there. Now, they probably would have to give up McCaffrey. Terrible deal. Yeah, you can't do that. That's the worst deal in the history of deals. But CM23, injury bug all over the place. It's just one season. Yeah, I mean, one his. Yeah, last year was kind of rough for him, but I mean, he's a pretty damn durable running back. Would you, I'm for a running That'd be back? Be classic Carolina move. That would be the most classic Panthers move. <laughs> the lifelines of a quarterback to halfback. You, you put your investment in a quarterback because they last longer. 
fair, but I would still say that Deshaun is less proven than Christian McCaffrey by a long shot. He's got Golden Cleats. He's got the Madden 99 Club. I think Miami yeah. gives him the best bet. You but just like, you dish out Tua and you put him in the pot and you say, hey, you got a young guy. You put whatever plays you want with him. I don't know. I, the other teams just don't really seem viable to me. But how crappy is that for Tua? Like, you're the guy. You're supposed to go number one pick, and then Joey B comes in. Now you're supposed to be the guy in Miami. Fitz never really fully gives up the job. You are, you never fully earned it, and now you're talking about being shipped out after a season. That's tough, man. Did you all also hear, speaking on Tua, what uh, Devontae Smith said, the receiver out of Mama? There was like a report that was like definitively, he said that he would take Mac Jones like basically over Tua by a long shot. So Tua's name's just getting thrown in the dirt. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm taking that with a grain of salt because you got to think, who was Tua throwing the ball to more compared to Mac Jones? Mac Jones number one target, Smitty. No, I definitely think it was biased. Two was number one target, you know, <laughs> both in the NFL. I definitely think it was biased, but, you know, it's just classic. I think it's just classic football chirping. Like, uh, yeah. Speaking of classic football chirping and drama and quarterbacks, you guys see the Carson Wentz drama and Michael Porter Jr. It's all over the number 11, right? Carson Wentz has worn 11 his whole career. Now he's coming to Indy. Michael Porter Jr., who's a rookie wide receiver, had one tutty, like 500 yards, and saying, nope. He can have any other number he wants. He ain't taking my number, not number 11. I don't know about you guys. Me as the owner and the GM, son, you're going to probably have to give up that number. Like, I'm sorry. You know, Wentz is the guy throwing the ball anyways. That's just my opinion. What do you guys say? Oh, fuck that. I think if that guy guy gives his jersey up, I will just – Always tweet at him, say hashtag no balls. Uh, what's his face? Give up his jersey for Brady. Oh, That's fuck, different. Fuck Brady too. <laughs> Yo, Brady. jersey thing is the most absurd thing. Yeah, but Brady's actually proven. Like, what is Carson proven? Carson has a ring. Okay. Beat Brady. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't claim that game though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm all for it. I say stick to your guns, and if you cave, I'm with Devin. We're gonna just harass you. All right, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> You heard it. The interesting thing with Wentz is he's back with Frank Wright. And, and that's Frank who he was most Wright, dominant with. That was the mastermind of the Philly offense that was killer. They, I mean, they were top top four in the league the year they won the Super Bowl. So, you know, it's like Frank Frank left and Doug Peterson just couldn't keep stuff together. I mean, it was just it was just a train wreck ever since they lost Reich. So I think it's good. I think it's good for Wentz. I mean, we can virtually see Wentz have an MVP type season. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, I think he's going to put some numbers like him being back with Frank, that running game, that defense, obviously. I think he's going to do well in Indy. I really do. It's really all in his hands. Like, he, so we saw that his lack of weapons in Philly. I remember just watching the Giants game. We were joking about it, like, who's going to have the most turnovers? He he's just like throwing balls like in the air and like Hail Mary at like 30 yards out. And you're just like, what the hell is he doing? He has no excuse now. You know, look at you got Mac, you got Taylor, you got all these weapons around you. Now, T.Y. might be out, though. He's he's a he's a free agent. So that could be a weapon he's losing. So now he might have to throw to Michael Porter Jr. wearing that number 11 jersey. now. <laughs> I mean, I want to see Carson do well, but I have a bad feeling he's just going to keep throwing mistakes. I will say the one head scratching thing is he was so bad with the Eagles this year and everyone's like, oh, it's their offensive line. But Jalen Hurts came in and Hurts looked phenomenal. 
like he, I feel like between it's between Hertz and Justin Herbert for who had the best rookie season. But think Granted, about Hertz's you know, end of the season. He was not very good at the end of the season. I mean, it's a bad team. I mean, they were like they were so bad. But for Hertz had some success, even though they were losing. Hertz is doing everything he can. Yeah, it kind of looked at the beginning when Hertz came in. It almost looked like. Hertz was more confident than Wentz. Like at times you were like, wait, this is backwards. <laughs> I, I think with how much? I think Philly and Miami had like two, the same scenario, two different results of it. When you put in a new quarterback, you want to try to re-energize the team. Philly did that. I think everybody played was like, oh crap, let's go play our game because they're playing cards and how much and they just benched him. You know, in Miami, they benched Fitz Magic and then Miami was like, what? We're not ready. We don't want this to a guy. Same scenario, just two way different results. And I think the Eagles were re-energized with that. So staying with quarterbacks here, apparently Alex Smith wanting to return has done a wrench in the Washington football team's plan for 2021. They're all in on Heineke and Alex Smith wanting to return. Apparently that's going to mess with their future plans here because he's owed $24.4 million. Heck yeah, if I was Dor- if I was do that much, I'd be staying too. Shoot, I don't care. Now they can release him and he'll only get 12 million out of it sounds like a win-win if i'm alex smith but you you know 12 million or 23 million yeah but then you could also ride the you can coast as the backup quarterback with experience you know so i'm sure a team will hire more of a veteran quarterback i, I don't know yeah. i think he's i mean he's cashing out either way i think i just don't know about Haneke. i'm not sure i'm not i don't think anybody's sure but i think they liked what they saw late in the season with him they won some games. And speaking of Washington quarterbacks, Trent Dilfer apparently said Haskins is like Brady mentally. He's dialed in. He goes to the same <laughs> mental checklist. He's a competitor. And I was like, Trent, this tells me everything I need to know about you, man. Wow. Oh, Trent Dilfer's the worst quarterback to win a Super Bowl. I mean, not not to dish your Ravens, Devin. <laughs> you but back off. Trent Dilfer's terrible. a saint. He was terrible that season. No, let's just be honest. Who, who really won? The Super Bowl for us that season. Defense and Jamal yeah. Lewis. Yes. <laughs> yes. E.D. Reed, boy. Dilfer, you just don't fumble that ball and we win. <laughs> All you got to do is last with three seconds of catch and snap and hand boo miles the ball. Can you do that, Trent? We're going to bless, Mike. We got a runner. He's going to make us all look good. So I'm telling you, you can lighten up. All you gotta do is exist in those two seconds between the snap. This brings us to our listener question. Andrew Price wants to know for our teams, who's starting quarterback week one? Any free agents moves, any trades, any draft news coming from our teams? Dream scenario here. So for me, Bungles, we get Joe Burrow nice and healthy, perfect ACL, even stronger than before. He's starting at quarterback. We go sign Joe Tolley for the New England Patriots, a free agent, get him to play some line for us, pick up Panay from Oregon in the draft solidify our offensive line, protect our Bentley. And from there, I really don't care. I want two. I want an O-lineman from the draft, one in free agency, Joe Burrow healthy. That's all I want. Well, for me, it's got to be pretty much get our long snapper back. That's the only thing I want. Obviously, we're going to have Lamar start quarterback. I'll tell you what, all this Deshaun talks got me hot because everybody's like, Sean Watson, such a great, would be such a great pickup. But at the same time, I'm thinking, you know what? Those same people that are like dying for their team to have Deshaun are the same people that shit on Lamar week after week. And I've I've been I've been listening to a lot of radio, uh, sports radio, and it's been it's been aggravating me. So I just want to get that one off my chest. Lamar 
is our guy and that's it. We don't want nobody else. We definitely could. We definitely, definitely could use some receivers though. So if we're going to pick up anybody, that's who, that's who we got to get. Well, Packers, you know, they're trying to restructure Aaron's contract and that will actually give us cap space. So I don't know how much money we'll get because of that. Hopefully that works out. And then the other thing is I hope Jordan Love beats out Tim Boyle for the second quarterback spot because I'm tired of getting to the end of games and Tim Boyle comes out to run a few plays. And it's like, okay, our first-round draft pick isn't even good enough to come out and close a game. So that's infuriating. So I'd love to see Aaron restructure his contract. I'd love to see us win some ball games next year by the third quarter so that Jordan Love can get some reps and hopefully we can just see is is Gutenkunst a genius or or is Jordan Love the worst decision ever and get him out of here. I feel like that's that's the reality. It's huge. Also shout out Aaron Rodgers. He uh he's he's officially gotten engaged Proud of him. Kind of came out of nowhere. But, uh, yeah, he got his second ring. Only took him 15 years. Hey, Rogers, we know you do Pat McAfee show on Tuesdays. How about you do a Tuesday nights with the pub here? <laughs> no chance. I, I'm yeah. not even getting my hopes up for that. <laughs> we'll see. So there's going to be some big moves with the Lions the next couple of years. Bigger just than what's happened? You, just telling you guys, we're winning the bowl. But, so, ideally, what we would do... Avoid all quarterbacks this draft. No quarterbacks. Ooh. I want the front office GM. I want them to be scouting quarterbacks for next draft. So I want them getting a couple ideas of who they've... I want them to get film on a couple quarterbacks. Start looking now for the upcoming draft because I feel like the media just get... They just latch on to all these stories about these different quarterbacks in this draft. And I think just from an outsider's perspective, it's easy to kind of get caught up in certain things. So I'd rather them really be scouting quarterbacks for the next draft. I don't want to I don't want to spend any pick on a quarterback this draft. Hey, of course I'd like to re-sign Galladay cuz we're going to need him for golf. And B, I'd like to make a big signing free agency of Trey Hendrickson, the uh pass rusher for the DN for uh the Saints. He's actually tied. I think he's tied second for uh is either most sacks or most pressures behind I think Aaron Donald, or he was tied with Aaron Donald. We need some sort of pass rush presence. And so I want to spend these next draft picks um, really hammering the D-line, getting our defense solid, and just uh, let golf cook, you know? Let the let golf cook. Yeah, we'll make it happen. All right, it doesn't sound as good without Rush. I'll, I'll figure something out. Don't worry. All right, I got a quarterback for you guys. Look. He was just on the pub last week, episode 38. Already won a natty. Chase Bryce, number seven. Go ahead, Ford family. Get him on the radar. Let's go. Motor City Dan Campbell. Bite some kneecaps down in Boone. Get Chase Bryce. I'm really curious to see what Goff does in some Michigan winners. West Coast boy, born and raised. The play inside. Yeah, but I'm still, I just want to see how he handles winners. That's all I want to see. Oh, I'd love to see him in, in Green Bay. Yeah, it's going to be frozen in the divisional round this year. It's going to be interesting. We're going to light y'all up. Jared's throwing for four hundo. I mean, honestly, yeah. I don't know. My hopes with the Packers is so down. I'm so worried. 
Boys, got a little off season here. We'll keep going with free agency and drama uh, as the weeks progress. We'll talk about where JJ Watt's going to land, all that stuff. But that's down the pipeline. Let's move right along to a little NBA power rankings. So it doesn't really change a lot week to week. You know, Jazz still sitting at number one, Clips number two, Lakers at three. And really, those three are interchangeable, just the way they've been playing recently. Um, the Nets still ruling the East. The Suns are still winning games. 76ers making headway in the East with the Bucks and Celtics. Tim, you're wearing that Pistons jersey. Still holding down 30th place, man. Yeah, Pistons are lucky. Hey, you actually moved up in ESPN accordingly. 29th place, baby. Don't call it a comeback. Eight it's and twenty-two. Fire, dude. The whole that whole organization is a dumpster fire. It's just a mess. They're trying to dish off Blake Griffin because they have a unworkable contract with them for some reason. They traded for him. It was just a mess. I'm rocking a Pistons jersey back in the glory days. Rip Hamilton, thirty-two. You know, I could have got Big Ben. Could have got Tayshawn Prince. Could even got Lindsey Hunter. Think about that. The backup, sixth man, but went with the mask. Can't go wrong with the mask. I don't know how many times he broke his nose, but it was probably about 100. It's just cartilage at that point. (laughs) (laughs) NBA All-Stars were announced. For the East, we got Harden, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Julius Randle, Nikola Vukovic, Ben Simmons, and Zach Levine. For the West, Dame Time, Chris Paul, the unibrow Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert, Zion, Donovan Mitchell, Paul George. So that's the NBA reserves. The starters, obviously, we got Luka, Steph Curry, LeBron, Joe Kick, and Kawhi. For the East, Kyrie, uh, Bradley Bell, KD, the Greek Freak, Joel Embiid. Solid lineups. I'll be surprised if some of these guys actually play because it doesn't seem like they've had a lot of rest from the end of last year's championship to today but we'll see we're expected to play on march 7th down in atlanta georgia not a lot of energy for the nba not a lot not a lot (laughs) we're gonna get there though come playoff time we're gonna get real hot with it listeners make sure you tune in next week got our favorite all-star moments coming up don't want to miss it tennis Djokovic. he won the australian open so he's now at 18 slams He's trailing Raj and Nadal, who both have 20. So they're duking it out. But, yeah, if you watch the final match, it was over in three sets. Basically, the first set was awesome. It was back and forth. And then Joko just took over. Other dude didn't have a chance. Pretty fun Australian Open. Honestly, I think the the match within the entire tournament was the Greek Underdog story, Tastispas, he took down Rafa Nadal, even though he was trailing 2-0. He won the last three sets, one of the greatest upsets, one of the greatest comebacks in tennis. And honestly, I was pulling for Nadal. He just looked old. He looked tired. Like, young kid warmed down. Good to watch some tennis. And I don't believe the next major is till summertime, but but it'll be fun once it's back. Did you wake up at five and drink drink your coffee and watch a little tennis? 
Actually, the final I couldn't because it was on Sunday, and I have to do church on Sunday, so I had to watch highlights. But that's how it goes. The man preaching. Yeah, when man. they when they play in Australia, you know, it, I think it started at three thirty a.m. The final. I thought it was going to be. I thought they were going to push it back later, but they changed it. There, I think there were some rules that they had to do it at three thirty for some reason. Good man, preacher man. So Nadal down. Championship here, huh? Losing the goat. Yeah, yeah. I tell you it's what, he. Tough. Yeah, uh, I tell you why it's so tough. He needs pure spectrum CBD in his body. He needs some gummies, twenty-five milligrams. Pop those suckers in, delicious. He needs a little five hundred milligram oil underneath the tongue at bedtime when he wakes up, in between sets. Who cares? Get it in sore body because he's getting a little bit old. Put some of that lotion on the sores. Makes it go away just like that. Pure Spectrum CBD. Use our code. Get 20% off. Boys, they've dropped all their prices. I am loving this stuff. And it's for cheaper too. Plus, you get 20% off using our code PUB20. This is a win-win situation. This is how you get on Goat Mountain, boys. Nadal, hop on the stuff. Yeah, honestly, Rafa could. Because before the fifth set, he, he did a wardrobe change. He changed his shirt. He came out. The crowd went nuts. They were like, oh, Nadal's about to take this over. And again, great battle, great fight. There was actually a great return serve he had where, or the, the guy served it and the, his return shot, he just went, it was like bang, bang, and he just set it up. I thought he was taking over, but he needed that pure spectrum. If he would have had the CBD oil, he would have gotten it done. I promise. Put a hole in that net. Easy. He just didn't have enough. He didn't have enough juice. Yeah. Get on that CBD. Can they wear sponsors on their tennis outfits? Because if so, the pub's got to sponsor a tennis athlete. We got to figure out a way. Maybe a big racket with our logo, just a beer pint. This is pub on it. Cold beers, hot serves. Bang. Trying to think who we we could get. Tiger. Who's the guy from uh, North Carolina? Andy. Dufresne. No. Dalton. Uh, No. Milanakis. He may not be Andy. But I know there's We're a guy golf from- or tennis. Tennis. John Isner. <laughs> Not Andy. <laughs> Andy's his middle I said name. I, did, I didn't think that I wasn't hundred percent on Andy, but he's from North Carolina. Apparently. It's his name? six foot ten. John Isner. John Isner. Boys, let's go recruit ourselves to John Isner. Speaking of tennis, I was such on such a tennis kick that I ordered Mario tennis. For the Wii, phenomenal game. I mean, just phenomenal game. Like, picture like Wii tennis, but you now have Bowser just chucking serves. You can have Peach. She's a finesse player. Just a a lot of fun. Great game. Uh, I wouldn't advise it for the Switch. It's not Mario Tennis for the Wii. They really hit the nail on the head with how you serve the ball. You know, you get Mario's special fireball. Like, it's just, it's perfect. Perfect. Good choice in gaming, Evan. Proud of you. Yeah, I'm thinking back. I actually just rediscovered, I forgot I had the Mario Sonic games, um, just like the Olympics. That is also a very fun game. All right. Boys. Hotlands, uh, it's coming soon. Me and Parker, I'm going to meet Parker in Raleigh because, like I said, my, my new job, I'm just going to do it. We're going to do it live. Yeah. I'm going to grill the wings. Devin's cool with that. 
Yeah, whatever you want to do. We'll put them, then we'll dab them, you know, dab in the sauce. Uh, so I did get a viewer, viewer come, somebody came at me and said that the, so they're tossed in the sauce. And oh, so, yeah, they're tossed. And then you add a dab to the last one. <laughs> Let's go, baby. I can't right, wait. Hopefully, boys, maybe we can make a weekend out of it. All the content. Let's talk a little hockey talk, boys. A little hockey town power rankings. Slate, before we get there, though, get a little breaking news for the pub, PST Nation. Yeah. So I finally bought my first hockey jersey. And it was actually, I want to attribute it to the Whalers jerseys from the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes did those jerseys right. And if there's any petitions I got to sign to get them back to the Whalers, I will do it because those jerseys are legit. And I finally bought a Svechnikov Whalers jersey, and I'm looking forward to, to copping it. It's it, it's a sick jersey. Sickest jersey by far. That's another Hurricanes goal. Woo! little Ric Flair throwback there. Hell yeah. I'm excited for it. This was also when they were beating the Blackhawks on Friday. I think that was when I was watching it. And I was with some Chicago fans who were like trying to tell me just like, you got to be a, a Blackhawks fan. They're one of the original, what is it? Original eight? Is that what it is? Isn't that what the hockey is? Like the six. Six. original six. They were telling me like great history and all this other stuff while the Canes are, are were whipping that ass. So right in front of them, I bought that. Bought that. <laughs> Uh, Sveshnikov jersey. Makes it so much better. Oh, yeah. But moving on to power rankings, speaking of the Canes, I actually have them at my number one spot this week. Obviously, young talent, and the way they play is is pretty fun. Like, obviously, I'm still learning, but they're a pretty exciting team, and uh, I've enjoyed watching them. Trocek? Is that his name? Is that how you say it? Trocek? Playing good. I, I like that guy. I like that guy almost more than I like Sveshnikov. But I like Sveshnikov's name and pronouncing Sveshnikov way more than I like pronouncing Trocek. Number two, I've got the Maple Leafs. I alluded to it a few weeks ago. Austin Matthews might actually pull off 50 goals, 50 games. He's playing great defense and the goalies trying to stop him every night. Uh, Avalanche at three. Them and Vegas, I kind of have them two like kind of flip-flop and they're kind of about the same. And then Lightning, kind of on a little bit of a slump. So I have them at the five spot. Then followed up Bruins, Panthers, Flyers, Blues, and Oilers. Yeah, the Panthers have came out of nowhere. Like, I was not expecting them to be good, but sneaky good. They're winning games they're not supposed to be winning. They really are. They may still be a little bit underrated. Uh, They had a great week last week, but uh, I'm not fully on board with the Panthers quite yet. The Oilers, though, won nine out of their last 11 and I've been making a pretty big move in the standings. They weren't even on really my, my radar until this past week. Yeah. One team I uh, I hate to add it to the list, Devin, the Bruins. Oh, the Brujas. I hate to do it, but. Adam at six. Yeah. I, I would probably bump them a little bit. I do like Carolina at first, though. But the Bruins, I think the Bruins are kind of coming along a little bit. And I haven't really watched many Bruins games, but they seem to be putting up a little better defense than they had earlier at the start of the season. And they're still consistently able to score. I, I think that with the, the Lightning kind of going on a downturn right now, it's still early. I see the Bruins kind of taking advantage of that as far as power rankings go. So I would bump them up a little bit, but I like your I think, list. 
I think they've been they've been shafted a little bit as far as like commentators and stuff go because the only thing I hear about the Bruins is the depth of like their scoring. So I don't I guess they don't have a lot of I guess twos and three guys that are really uh, people that you're gonna <laughs> meet. Meet wanted to make an appearance. <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're not having those like I guess second and third string guys that that are really that uh scary uh offensively so i think that's why they're they're kind of getting shafted a little bit i've got leafs that one followed closely by the canes i mean the canes are just heating up splitting series with tampa bay that's a that's a big step for them uh, i got tampa bay at number three number four the avalanche and number five the bees the bruins uh that that depth does scare me but i mean they're winning games they're doing what they're supposed to the knights they're also on that list but it's got to beat COVID, man. You got to beat COVID. But speaking of Knights and Canadians, you guys watched the Outdoor Classic this past week? I didn't get to watch it, but the pictures of it right beside, what was it, Lake Tahoe? Yeah. Dude, that was sick. That was cool. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Do they do that like every year or something? Yeah. So last year it was supposed to be here in state, at NC State. They were going to play on the football field for the Canes. And then COVID, all that messed it up. But yeah, every year they kind of pick a city or two. To do it, Dude, that'd be sick. Yeah, maybe they'll come back to Carter Friendly. I hope so, man. It's gonna be sick. We gotta get tickets. Oh, for sure. Broadcast live, but do what a beautiful area. If you guys haven't seen the pictures, make sure you go do that because it, it looks like it's you know CGI'd background. Uh, but they had to de- delay the game because it was too sunny. The reflection was too much on the ice, and they had to push it back almost to midnight. So a little a little crazy over there in Lake Tahoe. But man, what a beautiful scene that was. Snow blindness is no joke. Always wear your goggles. I couldn't help but think about Talladega Nights. <laughs> Snow blindness and cats. <laughs> it scares the shit out of us. <laughs> I'm Ricky Bobby, and I'm Cal Naughton Jr. We just want to take a moment to talk to you about snow blindness and cats. It's affecting more and more cats every year, and it scares the living shit out of us. The Knights wore those retro reverses, even though they're not. They don't have a retro. They're a brand new franchise. I kind of like the 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 red look to them. It's kind of a nice look to it. Um, I appreciate that. A lot of retro reversals look good. Like we talked about the Whalers, the Ducks, terrible. I texted that to you guys in the chat. Just a bad design. It was bad in the 90s. It's even worse now in 2020. You know who else has a bad one? I uh, saw the other day. It was the Capitals. It's just got a big W on it. I hated it. Wasn't a fan. <laughs> Is that the blue ones? I think it was. Or it may have not been. I'm pretty sure it was Washington. Who else would have had a? Yeah, it was bad. Would not cop. No, the Caps was the, uh, it has the eagle coming across. Yeah, the Capitals have the eagle coming uh, across. It's red. It? I could have sworn that's who I was watching. Or shit, that may be their actual jersey. Yeah, if that's the case, any day. They have an alternate. It's blue and it's a W one. And it, it that the, may the, have been the, it then. The peak of the W represents the, uh, state monument, the, the Washington monument. And Ooh. they wear them to honor the frontline workers. And each, they have a star of the game, a blue star of the game. And they, a frontline worker dropped the puck and stuff. Guess I'm the asshole though. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that, but yeah, yeah. How about uh, the how about the Avalanche retro jersey? Have you guys seen that? Yeah, they wore it for the outdoor classic. Yeah, I like those. It kind of kind of reminds me of like a little elephant. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It totally uh, does. This is this is the one I saw. Is that the one you're talking about? Oh, that's just like the retros. Never mind. Yeah, it's bad. That's like real retro. We don't shit on frontline workers here. Strike so. it from the record. Yep. Strike it. 
the Flames have a really nice one. The Stars are a classic with the star outline on the jersey. I mean, there's a lot of cool ones. The Kings pulling in the LA theme of purple and gold. Most of the retro reverse jerseys look phenomenal. Most of them. Yeah, the Kraken retro. Sick. Kraken <laughs> <laughs> future, bro. That's right. Looking forward to that next year. Kraken fan 101 here. Boys, that's it for Hockey Top. Uh, do y'all want to talk about Cam Newton? Oh, how could we forget? Have y'all seen that? The clip? I have so many mixed feelings about this. So, Parker, you, you may can fact check me here. It was basically, is it a 7-on-7 seven seven league or was it just a camp? It it was a, a camp, but he has a 7-on-7 seven seven team in a league. And he brought his 7-on-7 seven seven team there because it was his camp. Gotcha. Confusing, so, yeah. So, I don't know the full context of the clip, but him, Cam and this this kid were jawing back and forth, and the kid proceeded to call Cam trash, said he was a free agent, that he was broke, and like all this other stuff. And it was it was really weird. I don't know what sparked it, but I mean, there has been a lot of. I think the kids called a lot of hate, which I mean, it's kind of weird for. It's like Cam's quarterback camp, and this kid's just kind of, kind of coming up to him and jawing him. And really, Cam wasn't saying anything bad. He was just like, I'm rich. Or the kid was like, you're broke. And Cam was, I'm actually rich. <laughs> I'm rich. And then, like, after that, the kid kept jawing at him. He's like, where's your dad? Where's your dad? And then, like, I think some reporters were saying – or he had like told the reporters like, Hey, I just really want to talk to his dad. Cause the kid's showing like a lot of disrespect. And really if I'm cam, I probably wouldn't have been able to hold my tongue. Cause you know, you want to talk like a grown man. I'm going to talk to you like a, like a grown man. But at the same time, you know, he has a, obviously a bigger image to uphold than, than most. So I just kind of want to see, you may have not seen the clip. I'll see if I can find it, but. See what y'all saw. Yeah, I look. Cam's a better man than me because I would have sat there and go, "You know, who who are you? What's your name? You know my name, but I don't know yours. You know my accolades. Who the hell are you, kid?" I Cam's a better man than me because I would have listed everything I've done and everything this kid will never dream of doing, but. I'm an asshole. Cam's not. <laughs> yes, I mean, he, he's definitely definitely the bigger man for that because that, that kid was pretty relentless. Yeah, and it's social media hypes these kids up, and parents don't discipline their kids, and you know, that's oh, what you get. A, such a boomer, dude. <laughs> Just kidding, dude. I, <laughs> no, I, it was some weird. Like, I don't know if the kid thought that. Hey, I'm gonna get some like street cred, get some clout. Yeah, I'm going to get some clout on like whatever TikTok or whatever he was doing. If I call out this former NFL MVP, no, it just made you look like like a, a jackass. Like you didn't do any any favors because Cam was like you said, Devin, Cam just played it really as well as you could. I mean, you can't yeah. you can't jaw at the kid like <laughs> like Cam comes out being, I guess, the good guy. It, it works out for Cam because, you know. Everyone's like, hey, Cam handled it perfectly. And now the kid's just like, wow, maybe I'm the baddie, you know? <laughs> yeah, he, he actually sent out like a public apology. And then like two things that I 
thought of immediately is like the kid told nothing but lies because Cam's not technically a free agent yet. Cam's made way more money than, I mean, sure, he may be broke one day, but I'm sure he's sitting pretty right now. And then the other thing is like that kid has no idea how much he is going to have to go through to even be like if he thinks Cam is ass, he that kid has no idea how much stuff he has to go through to even be like an ass Cam. Like, <laughs> like even if Cam is trash, that kid has no idea the amount of stuff that he's got to go through to get to where Cam's even at right now. Exactly. Why not take the time where you got his attention, like, or you're trying to get his attention? Why not sit there and talk about, hey, how do you, get, how do I get to where you're at? Not. Let me try to beat you down for some Instagram clout. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And like, I don't know. When I, I like to think when I was in those situations, like you're obviously Cam's in a spot where you think that you want to be one day. Like if Cam wants to go to college or heck, even the pros, you know, you're talking to somebody who's been through. Cam's went through a lot. I mean, obviously through his troubles at Florida, then going to that uh, Juco D2, whatever school. Then going to Auburn, then getting drafted, becoming MVP. I mean, like you think you'd want to, you know, get some sort of advice, yeah, or at least learn from him. But I don't know. See, I don't know. I think the kids just heckling him, and then it just kind of turned into like this situation, like into this like, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's talk about it. And like I've never been more disappointed than going to Panthers training camp the summer after Cam Newton was named MVP and they had their Super Bowl appearance. I was like, I'm amped up to see Cam do some reps in practice. And like, I just remember me and my buddy left going, yo, I don't think Cam's even trying. Like, (laughs) there's really no effort there. I mean, even then, it doesn't matter. Like, if I would have said that out loud, like, Cam, are are you trying, dude? And then... And then him like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And like have a conversation with me. It's like, yo, I'm just, I'm just trolling you, dude. Like I, I'm just, I, I actually don't like, and I feel like that's what that kid was saying. It's not like he's actually like, dude, you're poor. Like he's just trying to get a reaction out of him. But that's all. People, like I bet the kid, it was like, dude, you're poor. And when he came actually like acknowledged him, he's like, oh crap. Like this is Cam Newton. I didn't realize I was going to. He's going to react this way. Oh crap! Well, there's consequences to what I say. Oh shit! <laughs> well, yeah, I think hey. that's I think that's the issue. Is like you want, like, if say you did that at training camp, you don't talk like a grown man, and somebody confronts you, then you're you're going to talk to like a grown man, and that's like the biggest issue. Is like, you know, I think there's a disconnect with social media of like, you know, people can say whatever they want to virtually. And then in this case, like this kid's trying to get clout and he's like jawing Cam at Cam's camp and then expects to not get some sort of reaction. I don't know. I think the social media is just pretty wild. I think the troll, like the whole troll thing is just kind of wild as well. I mean, all boils down to like you say it in real life, there's going to be consequences. Absolutely. Hands down. Yeah. It's like the kids who are eight, nine years old who play Among Us at midnight when I'm on and I'm watching them just say absolutely insane stuff. Like, dude, you can't say that. Like, <laughs> like they yep. just, there's no filter. 
you know, the kids and they <laughs> no. have access to all these things that like when we were their age, you could, that's like bus talk. You could say it on the bus, but that's pretty much the only outlet. And even <laughs> the then, bus. even then there's like a cap on it. Like there's a lid. Yep. Hey, kids these days want to survive a second in Call of Duty public servers <laughs> <laughs> back in the day. Matt's got his football picks for us. And we'll go ahead and play those right now. Matt's going to join us next week, though. Can't wait to see how he chops up live with us. It's like going to be like 12 a.m., 3 a.m. up there for him. But he's hopping on the pot with us next week. I'm real excited for that. Well, good evening all. It's uh, me, Matt, again, coming to you live from London. And as always, going to give you a quick Premier League roundup and... Uh, they will look at the Champions League and uh, I do look forward to what we've got coming up this weekend. But where shall we start? Well, it's going to have to be Anfield. And guess what? They did it again. Liverpool lost again. And I'm absolutely loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, this, there's talk of this is potentially the worst title defence of all time. Liverpool are 19, 19 points behind Manchester City. That is horrific. That is shocking. And there's talk of uh, Jurgen Klopp getting a sack, which is unbelievable, really. This is the man who won the Champions League with Liverpool. This is the man who beat sort of the voodoo of Liverpool winning the league, you know. Legendary managers couldn't do this with legendary uh, players. And people are already looking at sacking Jurgen Klopp for what is a terrible run for him. And what, where did it go really wrong for Liverpool? Well, within two minutes, they were 1-0 down. A simple 1-2 in the middle of the field. Played Richarlison through and the Everton were 1-up. And then going forward for the rest of the game, um, Mane, Salah and Firmino were just absolutely nowhere. Nowhere to be seen. They really didn't create any chances whatsoever. And Mo Salah, if you look up online, <laughs> had did one of the most embarrassing dives of all time. The Everton defender just gave gave Mo Salah like a little tickle on his top torso. And Mo Salah went down like a sack of shit. He went down like somebody shot him. It was honestly horrific. The terrible dive. And where's this leave Liverpool? <sighs> so far behind Man City. They're outside the Champions League spots. You know, if Liverpool don't get Champions League football, that is a disaster for them. For a club that size, it's a disaster. But, you know, we'll keep going. Anyway, it's a huge win for Everton to win the bigger city rivals. You know, Everton, the smaller Liverpool team, you know, um, whose ground at Goodison Park is actually just down the road from Liverpool, got the huge win over them. So fair play to Everton, and they'll keep on going. And now let's uh, move on down to the Emirates in London, and an early Raheem Sterling goal uh, keeps City on fine form. Manchester City have won 18 games on the trot now. In all competitions. That is remarkable. Like, genuinely remarkable. And the closest they got to losing was against a team called Cheltenham Town in the FA Cup. Uh, Cheltenham Town play in League Two, which is four divisions below the Premier League. Um, Manchester City have just been absolutely superb, absolutely brilliant. And the title is essentially theirs right now. It's their title to lose. And there's talk of, like, could this be one of the greatest teams of all time? And to be fair, it could be. But for them to do that, they need to pull off the treble, I think. They need to win the league. They need to win the FA Cup. And they need to win the Champions League. 
something which Manchester City have never done. So we'll see. Keep an eye on Manchester City. They've probably won the league, but will they be able to do the treble? That's a huge task. The loss fast no leaves them six points from European football and no European football for Arsenal would be a genuine disaster for such a big club and would put Mikel Arteta's job on the line. He could well get sacked over these performances. So we'll see. Then uh, moving on, we're going to go slightly across London to Craven Cottage where Fulham keep their chances of survival by beating Sheffield United 1-0. Now Fulham were about nine points from safety I want to say three or f- four or five games ago. And now all of a sudden they're only three points behind Newcastle. If they win their next game and Liverpool lose, Newcastle will be in the relegation zone. This is a huge shift for Fulham. They've been on great little form. They've won a few games here. And Adam Lola Lookman's uh, 60th, 60th minute winner propels them in good position. A loss for Sheffield United here. Well, they're more or less relegated from the Premier League. They need a miracle if they want to avoid the drop to the championship. And now let's move on to the Champions League where Chelsea get a huge win in the Champions League over Atletico Madrid. This was probably Thomas Tuchel's uh, biggest test thus far as a Chelsea manager uh, playing against Atletico Madrid who have been high-flying in La Liga. They have been the best team in the Spanish league so far. Giroud's overhead goal was the distance. It was the difference in what was really a, a bit of a dull and boring game. You know, in European football, when Atletico Madrid come to play, they like they play a very defensive style, and they sort of rely on two or three players to create and get their goals. Uh, one of those being Luis Suarez, the ultimate shit house of football. But to be fair to Chelsea, you know. They knew they weren't going to get a lot of chances. They knew it would be a boring game. And, you know, to be fair, they've played well. They didn't let Luis Suarez do anything at all. And when they had their chance, they took it. And fair play to Chelsea. They now, um, in the second leg of this game, they've got one no advantage. And they're looking very much favourites to go through to the next stage. In the other game, Bayern Munich <laughs> utterly destroyed Lazio. Um, the German juggernauts are dominant in this competition and Lazio aren't even one of the best teams in the Serie A really this season and this um, 4-1 win really puts Bayern Munich in the <laughs> completely comfortable position for them to go through to the next round of the next uh, of the Champions League and now let's just um, look forward now to the next uh, what's coming up this weekend in the Premier League so we've got you know, three big games coming up this weekend. And firstly, we'll start at Etihad and Manchester. Manchester City flavour, West Ham. West Ham have been the surprise package in the Premier League this year, I'd say. Many people tip them to get relegated to the Championship. However, David Moyes has got his hammers playing un- un- unprecedented levels for Manche- uh, for West Ham. Sorry, They lie now in fourth place. And they really look like they could get Champions League football. They're playing very well. And Thomas Sukic, or Suchek, um, who's playing in like centre mid for West Ham, he's been absolutely brilliant for him. But they go into the Etihad. They go into play Manchester City. Yeah, West Ham have been good, but can they stop West Ham winning their 19th game on the trot? Sorry, this could be their 20th game on the trot. Depends how they get on the Champions League. But, you know. So there we go. That's one big game this week. The second big game this week will be Chelsea versus United. Another major test for Thomas Tuchel. And if, he, if Chelsea win this, this will be even more momentum for Chelsea to go further and further. It's a pretty, very tasty little game, this. And Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is going to have his work cut out for this game. And then finally, 
Sheffield United versus Liverpool. Sheffield United, rock bottom of the Premier League. And wow, if Liverpool lose this, Jurgen Klopp could genuinely get the sack. Genuinely could get the sack. This would, this would be unbelievable and hilarious if you don't like Liverpool. If you do like Liverpool, this would be horrific, an atrocity, diabolical, any other bad word. <laughs> but there we go. So yeah, that's my sort of roundup and preview. One last thing. If you've got a bit of spare time this week, have a look at the, there's a video going around the, uh, you know, the internet rounds of a player of a football game in Guatemala where a fan throws something on the pitch. A player runs over, picks it up and then slaps him with that thing that the fan threw on. And then he went down diving, holding his face. I have no idea what the player was trying to do, but it's absolutely hilarious. You should try giving it a watch if you can find it. Um, I've probably absolutely butchered what I tried to actually, was actually going on in the video, but it is hilarious. But anyway, till next time, go well. I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and plan on getting my soccer commentator. I got mine. Sam Samada's in. He's all in. All Honestly, he's going to steal, he's going to steal the show. Sam's awesome, dude. Uh, got a guy from front lines over there. <laughs> okay. Takes all of us to play his Premier League. Championship League stuff. He's doing it. Well, hey, that's it for sports news. I know not a lot going on. Hopefully, as the weeks go, we get more and more into us. Listeners, always send us your questions, topics, anything you want to send to us. Keep liking, sharing, all that wonderful stuff. We appreciate the hell out of you. We're having a lot of fun. You know, Chase Bryce episode went off and launched. Not our top listened episode yet, but it's on the path to be the top listened episode. So maybe by Friday, by the time it drops, who knows? It could take over that number one spot. But right now, it's ET12. Still on that driver's seat from the top episode. I will say, I rewatched the Syracuse Clemson game that he came in and led them to a comeback. Truly amazing of a comeback. I did not realize they were in the hole as far as they were. I thought he was more just kind of keeping Clemson in it. I mean, he came back like Clemson was dead in the water and he brought them back to life. So pretty amazing and really cool to to have him talk to us yeah i mean it was awesome to have him on super down to earth guy i can't wait to see what he does for app looks like if you guys haven't listened to episode go to episode 38 right now well after we get on a random question check that sucker out boys random question time i got it if you're ready to dig deep you may even need to google search some of the best guitarists and drummers and vocalists of all time I want everyone's dream band. So you're allowed a guitarist, a drummer, vocals, a second guitarist or bass, and then if you want one more other, it can be anything. So you get five, five positions. I've got mine locked and loaded because I, I was able to think as we were going. Okay, you said lead guitarist, drummer. Lead guitarist, drummer. Vocals can be anywhere, honestly. Like if you have Phil Collins as your drummer and also your vocals, I guess that's like both. Phil Collins plays the drums? Does it all? You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Tarzan soundtrack. Yeah, I thought he hired someone to do that. Wow. No, he did the drums. Like the the um what's that song in the air tonight? Yeah. That drum solo is him. That's purely him. Dude, why is he not on Goat Mountain? What are we doing? Because we're doing it right now. It's a dream band. All right. Lead guitarist, drummer, bass, vocals. Uh, other? It, bass or second guitar if you don't want a bass. 
Okay. And then other. Highly recommend a bass though. And then other. Like if you just feel like you need Elton John or something, or you feel like I need Cher in my band, you can just throw them in at the end. Do you believe in love after love? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I think I'm ready. So my lead singer would be Chris Cornell. My lead guitarist, actually, I'm gonna have two guitars. I'm just gonna throw this out here. First guitarist, Rage Against the Machine guitarist, Tom Morello. Second guitarist is gonna be Prince. Drummer, I'm going with John Bonham from Led Zeppelin. And then bassist, just because I can't think of any other off the top of my head, Flea. I got a, I got a five person band. <laughs> <laughs> That's solid. All right. I'm going to do a little combo here with, with vocals and keyboard. I'm going Elton John. Drummer, I got David Grohl. Who's Nirvana, that? Nirvana or Foo Fighters. Yeah. Drummer. Top guitarist, I have to go Eddie Van Halen as one of them. And I've always been a Jimmy fan, Jimi Hendrix. And I really don't know of any bassists, so I'm going, I'll, I'll go with Flea as well. I'm going to copycat Dev. It's a solid list. I had Dave on mine too, just because of Nirvana and what he did with Foo Fighter. But I'm glad you said him because now I'll go with somebody else. Uh, lead guitarist, I got to have Hendrix. Just his soul, his rhythm. Drummer, I'm going Travis Baca. A little uh, Blink-182 drummer. My bass, James Jamerson. He did a lot of the bass work for Motown Records. Uh, and he was kind of the underlying bass. Motown used him up all around to give us some of that soul. My other, no, no. I'll tell you my vocals first. Vocals, I'm going Mac Miller. A little R&B in there. A little hip-hop. My other, I need a saxophone player. I need something sexy. I was going to say Kenny G. Nah, go on Bill Clinton on the saxophone. Let's go. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> go in your dream band. I feel like there has to be a second part to this and you've got to name the band. <laughs> Ooh, okay. As, as we're thinking of names, I'll do mine. Drummer Devin Stolmine, John Bonham of Led Zeppelin. He's got to be the best drummer of all time, but I don't want to copy Dev. I am going to take Phil Collins. Okay. Since no one drafted Phil Collins, I'll take Phil. He's not my main vocal, but he'll do backup. So we got Phil Collins on the drums. My vocals is actually gonna be Daryl Hall from Hall and & Oates. And my other is gonna be John Oates. <laughs> so I'm gonna have Hall & Oates, <laughs> Phil Collins. Uh, my bassist is gonna be David Gates from Bread. If you don't listen to them, Bread. David Gates just crushes it on some of those riffs, although the guy from The Who, I had to pull him up. John Entwistle was a close second place, but not good enough. But he's pretty iconic as well. So Phil Collins, Hall & Oates, David Gates, and then guitarist Carlos Santana. I just think oh. he'll be able, I feel like he'll be able to layer over the top. You don't need another vocalist. He can just, he can just add his stuff. Yeah, I think they would jam out together. Santana, that's a great pick. Definitely an underrated pick for sure. Do we want to name the bands? Because that's all a... right. I actually have my Lead Purple Audio Rage Against the Chili Peppers. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best I could come up with. And it incorporates all their actual bands. My band name is going to be Bass Backwards because I can't think of anything else. I like it. I like it. Uh, mine's going to be the Oval Office Hose. <laughs> <laughs> my band is going to be Palmetto. Just based on living in South Carolina, Palmetto. It has, a ring. it has a ring to it. In the oats tonight. <laughs> in the oats tonight. That's pretty good. 
right. Greatest sports podcast out there. Dumbest sports podcast out there. Whatever you want to call us. As long as you listen to us, like us, subscribe, share. That's all we care about. Use Pure Spectrum CBD. Have a hell of a weekend. Grab a cold one up. Pour it out. Have a great week, day, whatever day you listen to. Just be great. Bye. Have a wonderful time. Yeah.